The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Hi, I'm Kelly Evans, host of CNBC's The Exchange, and here's what's on my mind. There has not been a lot of great news on the inflation front lately. Oil prices? Don't look there. The national average for a gallon of gas hit $3.62 today. As oil tops $100 a barrel again, it was at $106 the last time I saw it. These are the highest pump prices since the summer of 2008. Russia's invasion of Ukraine could easily push prices 20 to 30 percent higher from here, analysts warn. And it's not just oil. Goldman says that barring a breakthrough in peace negotiations, we believe this leaves commodity prices having to rally sharply as we see demand destruction as now the only significant remaining balancing mechanism. They wrote that on Sunday. In other words, high prices have to slow demand. It's the only way to rebalance the market. Even if we had a miraculous turn towards world peace, Goldman's Jeff Curry warned on our show the other day that oil prices typically jump about 30 percent in the first six months of a Fed tightening cycle anyway, which were expected to start in two weeks. So either way, you're looking at higher oil and gasoline prices. And it's not just about oil or metals or other commodities. Goldman's economist, in a separate note this weekend, wrote, the inflation picture has worsened this winter, and how much it will improve later this year is now in question. While the inflation surge in 2021 was dominated by pandemic-driven imbalances, inflationary pressures, they said, have broadened and intensified in recent months. They're specifically wary of core service categories like healthcare that could be the next part of the inflation basket to heat up because labor shortages are driving wage gains that are making those services more expensive. Overall, they now expect the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, core PCE, to only drop to 3.7 percent by the end of this year versus their 3.1 percent prior estimate. It was 5.2 percent in January. Against this backdrop, President Biden has to deliver a State of the Union address tonight to a public whose top concern prior to Russia's invasion of Ukraine had moved from the pandemic to inflation and the high cost of living. The president is reportedly going to invoke his climate agenda, along with other policy proposals, as a key way to battle inflation and save the average American family $500 a year, according to reports based on rhodium research. But not everyone, even in his own party, is convinced about that. The left must face up to inflation because we must be realistic and ready for what's coming next, wrote the progressive economist James K. Galbraith in The Nation earlier this month. Fading American global power, rising resource costs, the energy transition and the climate crisis, as well as most of the investments and job policies we favor to respond to these changes, will put pressure on the price level. The inflation to come, he said, is just a condensed version of this reality. Nor is Galbraith a fan of leaving on the Federal Reserve to keep inflation low, which he warns could harm the economy. How does he propose his party fight inflation in the years to come then? He suggests five approaches. Number one, stop wasting resources on foreign wars. Number two, definancialize the economy with a public banking system and a tax on speculative assets, including land and intellectual property. Number three, Medicare for all. Number four, rent control. And number five, price controls. The president may tout the list of economists who think his climate bill and other policies will lower inflation, in other words, 
But Galbraith is offering what he thinks is a more honest vision of the future that will be required to achieve many key progressive policy goals. And these inflationary pressures simply aren't going to go away on their own. Just think about the collision of forces that's put them into motion. The pandemic, the supply chain problems that the Ukraine crisis may now have extended, the biggest labor shortage per Goldman that we've had in the post-World War II period, the policy goals and approaches discussed above, and above all, the retreat of globalization. As the analyst Richard Bernstein warned investors last week, as globalization contracts, the odds are higher secular U.S. inflation. So even as the pandemic has already reshaped the U.S. economy once this decade, the inflation fight, if it follows Galbraith's vision, could leave even deeper marks on society in the years to come. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our Exchange podcast and catch our show live weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern only on CNBC. See you then. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.